0: Sometimes we talk uh, in describing the qualities of the mind that we want to be mindful of that lead us to suffering. We talk about the getting mind, the mind that's inclined to getting. Uh, so this is the one of the the manifestations of the kind of mind that leads to suffering that we have to Watch for that we have to be heedful for in terms of watching the thoughts, watching the emotions. So, the mind that's inclined to getting sense pleasures, the various pleasures of the world, uh, the mind that's inclined to getting material things, if it's money, different possessions. Over these last 20 years, one of the little themes that I always had in talking about. The getting mind, is it's a theme that we've talked about a lot over the years. The getting mind is how the mind relate, relates in terms of wanting to get something in terms of uh, jobs, relationships, and apartments. You know, So I want this job, I want that person. I mean, it's kind of a New York thing, the apartment thing, although if you're in Berlin, it's also it's just jobs, relationships, and flats. But, you know, it's such a... It's such a, a way that the mind uh, uh, gets stuck in wanting, uh, in wanting, in getting, in terms of jobs, relationships, apartments, and really all of these things, for the most part, I mean, there's certain things that are just uh, uh, patently unskillful, but, you know, many of the things that we, that we want, that we think about getting, in and of itself, there's nothing, uh, nothing wrong with those things but it's the wanting. It's the wanting, those things. It's the wanting that causes us suffering. Now those things conduce to wanting. They're things that the mind tends to get stuck on because of their nature. Uh, so the problem though is in the wanting and depending on those things for happiness, right? depending on other people for happiness, depending on our job for happiness, because those things are unreliable. They can't really bring us a reliable happiness. Uh, so, uh, so we have to watch this getting mind, the mind that uh, is looking to get status or praise. We talk about the vicissitudes of life, uh, you know, this tendency to want, uh, sense pleasure, and, and material things, and status, and praise. We may notice the getting mind uh, uh, showing itself, ourselves getting caught in the getting mind in terms of our Dharma practice. We may even think about, uh, some of you over the last 20 years might have thought about that, of uh, getting some kind of notoriety as a Dharma student, I'm going to be the best one in the class, or getting praise from the teacher. Uh, uh, Or we may think, uh, when we, when we uh, incline to this getting mind, we may think along the lines of, I'm gonna get something from, uh, from the Dharma. I'm gonna get something from the Dharma. I'm gonna get something from the class, right? I'm gonna come to this class uh, and I'm gonna get something from it. Or I'm gonna get something from the teacher. Or it may be the meditation, the practice itself, the mind may, and again, there's nothing wrong. Hopefully the teacher can give you something. Uh, and uh, and some praise every now and again is, is okay. We need encouragement. So hopefully every now and again, I give some of you some praise, hopefully more than just every once in a while. But again, it's that wanting. Uh, we may find ourselves uh, engaged in wanting, caught in the getting mind when it comes to the meditation itself. I want to get concentration. I want to get uh, certain levels of concentration. You know, when I started teaching the steps of the breath meditation years ago, uh, years and years ago. You know, those of you who came to the first classes I taught at New York Insight back in ninety eight or whatever, and. A you know I wasn't really teaching the steps of breath meditation the way that you know that I teach them now uh, and most people had never learned those and when I would start teaching those people would say oh, I got I got step 2 I got step 3 Oh, I gotta get to step 4 uh, so we really had to kinda learn over the years and I think people in our group really kind of for the most part did a pretty good job of, of letting go of that getting mind around the steps but it's still it's still Uh, is something that we have to watch out for. I'm going to get a certain level of concentration. Uh, Some people tend to get very high levels of concentration, and there's that wanting certain altered states. Uh, And then certainly, you know, wanting to get wisdom, wanting to get wisdom. I haven't achieved wisdom into this teaching or that teaching, and I really want that. Uh, Or, you know, and of course, sometimes the getting mind manifests in you know the flip side, which is the aversive mind. I want wisdom, and I haven't got it, and I don't like the fact that I don't got I don't have it. I mean, wisdom is an interesting thing in terms of the getting mind. You know, I want to get insight. I want to get insight, uh, and 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 of course, you know, uh, insight is something that we already have. So if if you're so inclined to wanting to get it. Uh, it really blinds you to the truth, which is that you already have it. You, know, you already have it inside of yourself. Uh, so it's sort of the, the you know, wanting it too, too much blinds you to what you already have because you think, well, it's something that I don't have and I can't get it. So this, uh, this, way of being in terms of the getting mind, the wanting mind, uh, is a tendency that the mind has, right? The mind has a tendency to want, to crave, to be acquisitive. Uh, you know that's the nature of the mind. Uh, the mind has to be trained, you know? It, you know we give teachings like this as part of the training of the mind so we can watch out, for the pitfalls that the mind can fall into, because the mind's tendency is to crave, is to want. Uh, and you know, we've to the extent that we've indulged in the getting mind, you know, we've conditioned the mind to want, to want, to want, to want. We've conditioned this getting mind to the extent that we've acted out on these tendencies in the mind. But we can change. You know, we can change. That's why we're here. And of course, the you know our own getting mind is you know is reflected in a broad way in the cultural uh, in our cultural conditioning, which uh, which indicates that the more we get, the happier we'll be, uh, and all the different forms of technology which uh, which offer us things that we can get more and more and more. Uh, you know, the cultural message is if you get more, you'll be happy. So if you have more more devices and more ways to stream movies, you'll be happier than if you, you only have one, you only have four ways of streaming movies? Oh my gosh. How could you possibly be happy? So, you know, the path is, is a countercultural path. The path is a countercultural path. So uh, we're changing uh, the habits of mind that the culture uh, instills in us the habits of mind that we've developed by not having a mind that's trained. We're learning to change the habits of mind. So uh, one of the ways that we can think about this is you know we're changing uh, the mind that's always asking, "What can I get to?" having a mind that learns more and more to ask, what can I give? What can I give? This is the first thing the Buddha began to teach in terms of training the mind to, uh, you know, the mind can lead us to great suffering or to great happiness. The Buddha wanted us to learn to train the mind so that, that we could use the mind to move us towards a greater happiness. The first thing that he did in that project was to teach generosity, to teach us to have a mind, and you know, that began to ask more: What can I give? To teach us how to give by asking: What can I give? What do I have to give? Uh, so, you know, as a as a Dharma student, uh, we're learning to cultivate a mind inclined to giving, and to letting go, and to letting go. To learn to ask, how can I give? How can I give? How can I give? It seems like a very simple thing, but if you if you really kind of pay attention to your mind, you know, it's 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 you know, our, again, our 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 uh, our tendency, our conditioning is is to like, what can I get? What can I get? What can I get? If you really are paying attention to that mind, the mind. So can we begin to change our way, of, uh, of, 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 uh, of thinking? Change these habits of the mind. It's an interesting thing if you think of. It's the first thing the Buddha taught. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know. We come to this path uh, because there's suffering. I mean, this is the design of uh, the path that leads us to awakening. There's suffering, and we want to come to the end of suffering. Uh, and the first thing that he teaches in that effort, you know within that project of coming to the end of suffering and moving towards happiness is to give is to give. Okay, you're suffering. the first thing I want you to do is start to give. Wow, that that's really seems it seems very different than the way that we might think. It's a good, Thing to remember, basic teaching, right? It's a good teaching to remember when we are suffering and when we are struggling. If you you know, we're always suffering in one way or another, or we're often often suffering in one way or another. Sometimes we're you know we're really kind of going through a struggle. Uh, you know, we've all kind of gone through various levels of struggle over the last almost two years now uh, in this pandemic, uh, and. Uh, You know when we're struggling what we often think of is what can I get that's going to get me out of this struggle Uh, one way to kind of begin to learn to uh, uh, meet your struggles is when you're struggling learn to ask what can I give how can I give how can I give it's very counterintuitive right because it's like i'm struggling i need to get something but one of the best and most facile ways of moving away from your struggling when you're struggling is how can i give what can i give today you know maybe it's something very simple i can give i'm struggling you know, we think, well, i got to get something from somebody to help me. Well, maybe helping somebody else. Maybe it's just calling a friend or a, a family member and, and reaching out and giving the gift of your attention to that person. You know? Move, begins us to move us uh, away from our suffering and towards happiness. In the sitting today, I... Uh, I spoke a lot about, you know, as I guided through the meditation, about looking at the meditation as a process of giving as opposed to a process of getting something. This is something that, you know, I probably talked about in Dharma talks that I gave 20 years ago when we had our first classes uh, of downtown meditation community, you know. Uh, This practice of learning to think when we're meditating in the process of the meditation, learning to think, uh, what can I give? Because we tend to think, what can I get from the meditation or I'm not getting what I want from the meditation. So beginning to learn to think when we're meditating, well, what can I give to the meditation? What can I give to the meditation? It's really, you know, it's not really so much learning to think that way. It's learning to fabricate that way, learning to use that kind of fabrication, or as I talked about last week, ask questions, right? That's a good question to ask. What can I give to the meditation? Uh, And like when we ask questions, we just let the questions be there and resonate in the heart, drop down into the heart, because the heart knows exactly what it is that you need to do sometimes, you know, if you ask the mind, well, what do do you mean give to the meditation? Or I I don't know what to give to the meditation. You know, the heart knows exactly how to give. You know, whenever I ask this question, I'm always, if it's in the meditation or in other things, you know, maybe I'm struggling, like we're saying, or maybe I I have to do something that I don't want to do. And uh, instead of like, Grousing about having to do it, I ask, Well, what can I give and contribute to this situation? And I ask that question, and the heart knows exactly what to do. You know, the heart knows exactly what to do. It always amazes me. It always amazes me. The heart knows. So we start to ask that question in the meditation you know, what can I give to the meditation? You know, we start to see, well, I can give my time to this meditation. I can give my attention. I can give the qualities of my heart to the meditation. I can give myself wholeheartedly to the meditation. And I could really feel that in just guiding You know, this meditation just a, a few minutes ago. Well, what can I give to this meditation? I can really give myself. How often do we really give ourselves wholly, wholeheartedly, to the meditation, right? You know, I was gonna, I figured, well, I'll, you know, I know I was gonna give this talk, you know, maybe I'll mention once during the meditation, ask the question, you know, and then I start, I, I I did it once and it was like, this feels really good. I think I'm gonna do, you know, I was kind of like typical selfish, self-motivated, reason for doing something but this feels really good when I'm really making an effort to give myself fully giving my heart fully to the meditation you know it feels really good because generosity makes us happy generosity makes us happy that's why the Buddha taught it so what can I give to the meditation what can I give to the meditation over the years I've always talked about you know in Dharma classes you know, the tendency is what can I get from this class you know uh, but can we shift our way in terms of being in a class uh, to what can I give to the class or maybe I can give my full attention maybe I can give my full heart to the class or how can I contribute how can I contribute we all have a lot to contribute I mean, there are, you know, unfortunately, limitations, you know, and I, I look forward to the days of returning to live classes because there are limitations to how we can contribute, uh, you know, online, you know, to the class, you know, there are so many other ways when we're with each other and sometimes it's just a kind word to somebody when we're having tea after the class, or just saying hello, or maybe getting early to the class and making the tea and putting up the hot water or whatever it is. There's so many ways that we can contribute. I think it's a good way to think about our Dharma practice in general, you know? Uh, And it brings so much joy to the heart when we think, what can I give to the Dharma? What can I give to the Dharma? I mean, it's one of the ways that I, I like to think about my meditation practice, and it really, it always brightens my mind when I reflect that in meditating, I'm giving to the Dharma. I'm giving to the Dharma, as opposed to like, I got to get something from the Dharma. Can I give to the Dharma? And of course, by practicing you know, and coming to classes like this and being Dharma students, we're giving to the Dharma. We're passing on the Dharma. But begin to start to see that and start to understand that. I mean, if it wasn't for all of you, you know, we wouldn't have this group we wouldn't be we you know if it wasn't for the people who were coming and contributing and, and just showing up i mean just showing up is contrib- you know, that's that's first and foremost in terms of contributing to the dharma so you know here obviously i'm pe- i'm preaching to the chorus that's my favorite those are my favorite people to preach to anyway so uh, we had a good discussion about this last week which kind of motivated me to talk about this more this week Uh, In terms of relationships, uh, if it's social relationships or work relationships or work experiences or things that we have to do in groups or events or things that we have to go to, uh, you know, instead of asking, well, what can I get from this relationship or or thinking, well, I'm not going to get anything from this and this is going to be difficult, uh, you know, to begin to start to ask instead, well, what can I give? What can I contribute? something I learned to do years ago. And I I think I learned it first or started to really practice it first, sometimes when uh, I would have to do something like a family event that I kind of didn't want to do. I don't think we have any, let me scroll here and see if I have any family members on here. Uh, uh, You know, and it was maybe some something I had to do family wise that, you know, and I had always had a it's gotten a lot better over the years, but, you know, a difficult relationship with family or maybe it was a holiday thing and it was like, I don't want to have to do this. This is going to be such a drag. Uh, and I, you know, and I really learned to, to, to shift that to instead of like, you know, thinking about how, how, that I wasn't going to get anything enjoyable around it to really start to think, you know, what can I, what can I contribute? What can I bring to this event? Not so much bringing dessert, you know, but what can I bring? I mean, maybe dessert would be helpful, uh, but what can I bring in terms of can I bring, you know, the good qualities that I've been making such an effort to develop? What can I bring? What do I have to contribute? That I have something to contribute in terms of my attention and my kindness and my generosity and my presence and my heart. You know, when, the, when, when we talk about generosity, I, I always like to say, you know, the two primary forms of giving, one is our resources and the other is our time. I mean, and resources are really important to give if we have them. Uh, to be able to share our resources is, 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 you know, I mean, some of the most profound forms of generosity over time in Buddhism, you know, people supporting the monks and the nuns and building the monasteries and... All the ways that people have supported me over the years—you know—we developed a model for giving, uh, in, in you know, in our group in downtown meditation community over the years that was really, uh, uh, you know, uh, quite, uh, you know, quite exceptional, quite exceptional, uh, and, and and that continues, you know, and of course I'm so grateful for that. Uh, so, giving resources is is, is is an integral way of giving, but giving our time, you know, giving the gift of our attention. You know? So, there's sort of giving our time, just the way we give our time to the meditation, but then giving ourselves fully, our full attention. And we talk about this a lot with parents. I know we have some parents here. Uh, but, you know, in, in all relationships, you know, Uh, We may give our time to our kids or our elderly parents, uh, but there's giving our time, and then, you know, within that, really giving our attention. I write about that in the skill of living. You know, are we, are we, you know, talking to our kids and on the phone or on the computer or whatever while 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 we're doing that, or are we giving our attention fully? This is probably the greatest gift that we can give is the gift of our wholehearted attention to others and, and to our own experience and to ourselves and our days. You know, this is what the practice is teaching us to give ourselves fully, give ourselves fully to the meditation, to our own experience to others. You know, the truth of it is, you know we ask that question, and sometimes we think, well, what do I have to give if it's to the meditation or to others or to my day? And we may ask that question intellectually, what, do, you know, what can I give? How can I give? And the mind may say, well, I don't have a lot to give, you know, but the heart understands that we have a lot to give. We have so much to give. We have so much to give you know, in terms of our attention, in terms of our hearts. We have so much to give. I mean, this is our greatest strength, our greatest potential as human beings lies in what we have to give. You know, and again, you know, in terms of what's inside of us, what we have to give, what's in the heart. And when we give in this wholehearted way, it leads us to happiness. It brings about happiness. I mean, it's why we give. We give because it... Leads us to happiness, you know. In the moment of giving and going forward, this is a path of happiness. This is what people don't understand, you know. Uh, you know, we, we give because it, it, it you know, it, it's not a penance, you know, in, in the way that you know, in, in, within the Buddhist teachings, within the Dharma, giving isn't a penance. It's not an atonement. It's something that we do because it brings about happiness. We talked about that last week, right? You know, giving leads us to happiness. When we have to give skillfully, I mean, that's another whole Dharma talk. You know, the the intricacies of giving skillfully, which means giving wholeheartedly. But when we give skillfully, when we give wholeheartedly, this brings about great happiness. We all know that quote, which I quoted last week as well, when the Buddha said, you know, if beings knew, as I do, the benefit of giving, they'd never let a meal go by without sharing it. This is what we are, we're asked to come to understand are the benefits of giving. And the benefit of giving is that it leads us to happiness. It brings about happiness. There's a great happiness in giving. When we understand that, then we wanna give. The more we understand, the more we understand, the more we give. So we come to know on this path what we have to do to know happiness. This is our path. It's a path of happiness. We come to understand what it is that we need to abandon the qualities of mind like the getting mind and the acts that are informed by desire and aversion. We learn to understand what it is that we need to let go of so that we can end suffering and so that we can know happiness and we come to understand what it is that we need to do so that we know happiness. And we come to understand that giving is a path of happiness, that when we give, we know happiness. So we we learn to ask this question. We learn to ask this question. What can I give? What can I give? It's a good place to start just like we did today is in that meditation. But it's something that we can learn to bring in just as we bring it into the meditation into uh, into all the aspects of our days.